الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال المصنف أبي إسحاق الإذبيري رحمه الله وخالطهم وزائرهم هدارا وكنك السامري إذا لمست نعم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على من بعثه الله للعالمين بشيرا ونذيرا نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد. We praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa taala. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon our Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, upon his family, his companions, and all those that follow the right path until the day of resurrection. Uh, still in the manzuma of Abi Ishaq al-Ilbiri, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa taala, we might be able to finish this manzuma today, insha Allah taala. So uh, last time uh, we spoke about as-suhba. As-suhba means uh, company, the kind of people that you are found with, and these affect you a lot in terms of deen, that is religion, in terms of obedience or disobedience. Usually it depends on the kind of people that you are found with. They say, uh, show me a man's friend and I'll tell you everything about him. In order to know about someone, you only need to take a look at their friend. When you see their friend, then you know exactly the character of the person in question. So here, uh, Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri says, you have to avoid bad company. You remember in our last abiyat, he says, you have to run away from them in the same way you run away from the daragim wasabanta the lions and the leopards, in the same way that you cannot sit down with them, in the same way that you cannot trust them, do not trust people who influence you in a bad way. So he says you may associate with them only when it becomes necessary. For example, Silatul Rahim, if someone is my relative, he is my brother, maybe he's my uncle, Obviously, I'm not going to say I'll never talk to you again because you're a bad man, because that would be khati'atul rahim. It means I'm severing uh, family ties. But it's okay for me to go to his place and give him salam and sit there for a few minutes and then return to my home. Sulatul rahim, joining family ties, does not mean you should become best of friends. It is enough to visit. It's enough to uh, make a phone call, uncle, I just wanted to greet you, or cousin, I wanted to say hi. That, you, you, you have to keep the silatur rahim. Don't say, because we were taught at the masjid that we need to stay away from bad people, therefore I don't talk to some of my relatives because they are bad people. That's not what we're trying to say, and we're not advocating enmity between people. Do not be an enemy of, of your relatives 
Do not be anyone's enemy. What we are saying is you should not spend a lot of time in their company because whatever disease it is that they have in their hearts is easy to catch. But you can say, Assalamu alaikum. You can sit with them for five minutes. You can do business with them. You know, some people um, uh, among us, those who feel, uh, you know, they try to follow the deen and they come to the masjid and they pray and they fast, feel they should not... They, they, they should not actually talk to those who don't come to the masjid, those who are known to do bad things. That again is not good in Islam. We should not create enmity. Say assalamu alaikum to them, talk to them, but do not create such a relationship that will allow them to uh, uh, affect you with their bad behavior. وَكُنْ إِذَا If they come near you, which means if they want to, to touch you with their plague, be like the Samiri. Who knows the story of the Samiri? Do you know who the Samiri is? Sheikh Hassan, who's the Samiri? Uh, no, the Samiri was not one of the ministers of Fir'aun. Nam Sheikh uh, Suleiman. Yeah, he was one of the people of Musa. Like exactly. Ahsan. Now, he, he is the one who influenced the children of Israel to create the idol which they started worshipping, the calf. He's the one who influenced them. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You know, the prophets of Allah, the messengers of Allah are divinely protected. In fact, Allah sent them so that they can teach us Tawheed, so that they can teach us monotheism. So if Harun, Aaron, who is a messenger of Allah, is divinely protected and Allah sent him to teach Tawheed, it doesn't make sense that people should say Harun is the one who influenced them to make the idol. If, if such are the prophets, then God bless the congregation. If the prophet of Allah would say, create an idol and worship it, then what about the people? Harun alayhi salatu wasalam did not ask the children of Israel to create the idol. The Samiri created the idol. Harun tried to stop them. Harun tried to stop them. He said, this is fitna, this is mischief. But he was overpowered because all the people were influenced by the Samiri. So when Musa alayhi salatu wasalam came back and saw what the Samiri had done, he said, فَإِنَّ لَكَ فِي الْحَيَاةِ أَن تَقُولَ لَا Meaning he was going to wander on his own and no one would touch him and he would not touch anyone. So he says, Kun kasamiri, be like the Samiri. In other words, no one should touch you with their plague. Alright? Kun kasamiri. However, if they say to you, uh, Assalamu alaikum, or if they say uh, uh, some bad things to you, Fakul salaman. You uh, respond just, just in a good manner. It's no use returning evil with, with evil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Quran, وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنَا وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا نعم. وَإِنْ جَهِلُوا عَلَيْكَ فَقُلْ سَلَامًا لَعَلَّكَ سَوْفَ تَسْلَمْ إِنْ فَعَلْتَ نعم. ومن لك بالسلامة في في زمان ينار العصمة إلا 
You know, no one is ma'asum. By ma'asum, I mean divinely protected. No one is divinely protected from error. Every person can make a mistake and every person can fall into haram. There's no one who can say, I, I can guarantee you that I can't fall into haram. Anyone can fall into haram. So if you know you are not divinely protected and you are capable of falling into haram, then do not come near the haram in the first place. You know, there are certain people who say, uh, I'm, I'm an adult. No one can influence me to do things I don't want to do. I could be found with people who do bad things, but because I'm an adult, no one would influence me to do things I don't want to do. We ask him the question, are you ma'asum? Meaning, are you divinely protected by Allah from error? If he says no, then we say, then you are not safe in the presence of those who are disobeying Allah. Because no one is ma'asum. Shaitan does not say to you, stop praying. Shaitan can't say that. He knows you, you will not accept that. He doesn't come to a man who prays every day and says to him, don't pray. He doesn't do that. Shaitan comes to a man who prays every day and then takes him into the company of those, for example, who delay their salah. He sits with them uh, outside. Those, these are darajat stages that shaitan has to, uh, has to follow. He sits with them outside. And then the adhan is called Allahu Akbar. He wants to stand up and say, wait, there's 15 minutes between, between the adhan and, and the iqama. Huh? Why? Why do you have to go? No, just, just sit. And then you, you start feeling shy. Say, ah, if I stand up, they will, they will start saying, look at him, mutawa. Uh, uh, before the adhan is made, he wants to be in the, in the masjid. Let's sit a little bit. You finish that, 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 that story. You talk, talk for you. Your mind is, subhanAllah, you just want to be in the, in the masjid. You want to stand up. No, wait. How many minutes? Fulan, how many minutes? Five minutes. Oh, it's still five minutes. Let's, let's sit. If those become your friends, then every day you start coming into the masjid, maybe two minutes. You used to come uh, 20 minutes before salah. Now you start coming in two minutes before salah, uh, one minute before salah. Eventually, you start missing the takbiratul ihram. And then shaitan says, if you miss takbiratul ihram, you still prayed the salah. You didn't miss a rak'ah. Even if you find the salah in, if you find them going in ruku, and you start coming, uh, finding the uh, uh, salah in, in ruku. Then after that, shaitan says to you, when the, 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 the adhan has been, has been made, uh, you're just near the masjid and you can hear the adhan. Shaitan says, is salah also acceptable? Outside the masjid, is it, uh, is it valid? Say, yeah, according to fiqh, it's, it's valid. He says, yeah, therefore, just, just pray here. Okay, you, you pray here, it's okay. I mean, uh, you can pray in the masjid next time. Does it, does it have to be every day? You, you're the only one in the masjid. Look, look at everyone else. Uh, some people come, sometimes others uh, don't come. But for you, you're the one in the masjid every, every time. You also have to, to take a rest and... You know, come sometimes, take a rest sometimes. And that's it. Uh, this time, uh, I'll, I'll pray here with, with my friends in our, our business place. And after that, you find yourself maybe the whole day. 
you, you decide to pray just in the, in the business place. Then after that, shaitan says, um, you see, if, if you start praying now, this, this customer is going to go and, and buy somewhere else. So what you do, maybe you can delay the salah a little bit. What time does Dhuhr start? Dhuhr starts at 12.30 and ends at 14 hours. Oh, you see, all this is Dhuhr time up to 14 hours. So if you pray at 13.30 of just like that, daraja, 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 until eventually shaitan says, if you miss one salah, it's not a problem. You find, no, it's not, it's not a problem at all. What was five times salah becomes four times. Because Allah knows the khutuwat, he says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, la tattabi'u khutuwati shaitan. He didn't say, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, la tattabi'u shaitan. Because shaitan moves with the khutuwat. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, la tattabi'u khutuwati shaitan. So the moment you find yourself in the company of bad people, you move through the khutuwat. You're a responsible adult, but you are not ma'asum. Eventually, we see you doing what they do. It took a long time. It actually does take a long time. We're not saying if, if they smoke, then two days later you'll be smoking as well. It could be two years later. You understand my point? It could be two years later and you start smoking like, like them. So who is going to save you during this time, says the Nazim. In a time when there is no immunity except the one that has been given immunity by Allah. But what guarantee do you have that you are immune? If you're told this, this person has an infection, you start running away from them, right? Anyone who has a disease, if someone points out, let's not go too far. If someone says, this man seated here has coronavirus, do you go near him? You start running away from him, right? Uh, you don't say, I'm, I'm an adult and uh, I, I can look after myself, I, let me hug him. Characterize like that. If someone is sick, you're likely to get the sickness. So the best thing is stay away from uh, uh, an area where Allah is being disobeyed. Um, firstly, we talked about suhba, bad company. The next thing is bad area. You know, some places are simply bad. In some places, you never stop disobeying Allah if you remain in that area. The only solution sometimes is to shift, to, to go to another area. If you don't shift, it means you continue to disobey Allah. So if you know a certain place is not good for you, not good for your children, certain areas, not good for you, not good for your children, because of the company, children always smoke dagger, bad things are happening, move, shift. When there's no business in an area, what do people do? When they realize there's no business in a particular area, things are not happening, what do they do? They move to another area. For our dunya, we're willing to migrate. But for the sake of religion, no one is willing to, 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 to shift. So if you find an area where you're likely to disobey Allah, move away from that area. Even some homes. You know, sometimes you stay with some people and the people are not good people. They don't pray. They, 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 they're always uh, 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 watching movies and listening to music. No, and they, they've given you, you you're, you're like a guest in their home. You can stay here and so on. I think uh, the sooner you find some other place, the better for you. Because such a place is going to influence you negatively. The opposite is true. The opposite is true. 
if you live in a house, even if you're a Mujrim, if you live in a house where people wake up every morning for Salatul Fajr, where people pray every Salah, where people fear Allah, where people read Quran, what is going to happen to you eventually? You're going to change. You're going to change. So you look at certain areas. If the area is not good for you, change. Move. Shift to another area where you see more Islamic activity, more people obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that is better for you. Naam. Now, uh, at this point, he's just talking about moving to the east, which is uh, Asham. You know, this is, this is Medina, and Sham at that time was considered a very good place with lots of activity, lots of ibadat. So his advice is, if you fear fitna, maybe you can move to Asham, which was in the east at that particular time. Naam. In the west, sorry. Naam. Now, uh, this, this is extremely important. This is extremely important. Uh, he's teaching us how to be an Amir, how to become a boss, how you can become a boss in, this, in, the, in the dunya. Abu, do you know how to become a boss in dunya? You don't know. Is it not through working hard and making a lot of money so that you become boss? Ah, but that's what people say, isn't it? If, if you want to become a boss, how can you become a boss in the, in the world? You, you make a lot of money, then you become boss, right? For him, he has a different method. And, and this is the true method of becoming a boss. If you want to become a boss, don't need anything from anyone then you become their boss. You, you can't become a boss if you need something from someone. Anyone who is in need is not a boss. A boss has to be someone who does not need. It doesn't matter. Even if you're very poor, and this one has a lot of money, but if I, if I don't need his money and I don't ask him for the money, you think, you think I would be one of his slaves? For me, I'm, I'm a boss. How am I a boss? Because obviously, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't need his money. I don't ask him for his money. He has no right to, to come and, and speak to me in a disrespectful manner. He can't. You understand? A man who doesn't ask you for anything, you think you can go and shout at him? You can't. You only shout at people who beg you, people who ask you for money. Those, you can call them and tell them off and shout at them because they depend on you. But a person who doesn't ask you, he's never been to your home, he's never asked you for a penny, he's ignored you completely despite how much money you have, then uh, he's a boss on his own. So in order for you to become a boss, don't care about the, the worldly things. Don't be attached to them. In other words, if you give money too much respect, the more respect you give money, the less respect you have yourself. The less respect you give money, the more respect you have yourself. Are we together? If you want to have respect, people to respect you, don't respect money. 
If you don't respect money, you will gain a lot of respect. But when you respect money, you lose respect. Your self-respect. Are we together? So if you want to be a rich man, a boss, respected by everyone, ask no one for anything. No one. And no one will ever come belittling you, shouting at you, telling you things. No one will ever do that. But the moment you start every, every day, Assalamu alaikum, no, I have a problem, uh, I need whatever, khalas, you become their slave. If they want to insult you, they just insult you. After all, you are dependent on them. A man came to the Messenger and said, Ya Rasulallah, O Messenger of Allah, show me something which if I do it, Allah will love me and the people will love me. Popular hadith. Huh? We did it in Arba'in al-Nawawiyya. Dullani ala shay'in idha fa'altuhu ahabbani Allah wa ahabbani nas Something which if I do it, Allah will love me and the people will love me. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Izhad fi dunya yuhibbaka Allah wazhad fi ma indan nas yuhibbaka nas. Izhad fi dunya be indifferent to the things of the world. Don't fall in love with them. Yuhibbaka Allah. Allah will love you. Wazhad fi ma indan nas what is in the hands of people leave it. Izhad fima inda nas, leave what's in the hands of people. Yuhibbaka nas, people will love you. People will love you. You know how people are, me, what, 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 what I've observed. And this is through uh, my experience. And I was, I was sharing this with, with some people just about two days ago. I was saying, for people, when you ask them, they don't give you. When you don't ask them, they give you. That's, that's the way they are. It's amazing. Someone could have his hand in his pocket wanting to give you some money. The moment you say, no, Papa, help me, you say, I mean, he won't even give you. He will change his mind. Well, people are like that. But if you keep quiet, if you don't say anything, if you don't ask them, they volunteer to, to, to give you. If you're distributing things, you try this. Um, maybe sweets, biscuits, giving the children. When they come fighting for them, oh, papa, me, 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 me. You know what usually, what you usually do? You usually look at the, the kid who's not fighting, the kid who's seated and watching. You say to him, you come, brother, you don't want some biscuits? Here. And, and you leave out all these who are saying, papa, papa, me, me, me. That's, that's the way it is. Those who come saying, give me, give me, me are usually not given. It's the one who sits respectfully without asking that usually draws uh, attention. So if you want respect, if you want to be a boss, a boss is not the one that makes a lot of money. I know, I know people who've made a lot of money and they're still slaves. You know, there are many people. They made a lot of money. Their bosses in the um, uh, way we look at it in the world. They're bosses, but they're, they're still slaves. Someone can still wake them up at zero one. Hey, come here very quickly. I'm so, but this one is boss, yeah. 
he's, he still needs. He's still asking some people to, to, to help him so they can wake him up at zero one and, and zero two. But if, 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 you don't, if you don't depend on them, you're not asking them for money. If they call you at zero two, you have the right to say, no, I'm not coming. Oh, what will they do? Nothing. I don't need anything from them. So if they say, come at one o'clock, it's my choice. I could say, oh, well, I'll help you. I'll come over. Oh, sorry, it's too late. See you tomorrow. But if that's the finger that feeds you and you say, no, I'm not coming see you tomorrow. When you wake up tomorrow, you'll be poor. All right. So is, is that being a boss, a bull? Uh, that's not a boss, huh? Boss is sleeping, zero three. They call and say, no, the trucks, the, the police have stopped the trucks at the border. They, they want to see uh, the owner of the, the, the trucks and have to wake up and rush to the border. What kind of boss is that? So to be a boss, you shouldn't need the dunya. The less you need the dunya, the more you become a boss. Naam, ya Sheikh Sulaiman. If, if there was another position, Bigger than boss, we would give you that position for not falling in love with the things of the world. It's just that Amir is the highest position we can think of, but you are better than an Amir. When you're not in love with the things of the world and the things in the hands of people, you are greater than, than an Amir. If there is a position greater than Amir, greater than boss, kunta anta, then that is you. But that's it's not easy. Is, is that easy? It's, no, I'm saying, is, is it easy to, to, to live uh, uh, a life of indifference where you live alone the things of the world, you don't have to go to, to anyone's gate and, uh, 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 and wring your hands, ask for, that's, that's difficult, isn't it? It's a difficult life. Yeah, and good things are difficult. Good things are not easy. They're, they're quite difficult. Now. So if you leave this world in such a situation and you go to Dar es Salaam, then you are the safest man to come out of the world because everyone's downfall is the love of the world. If you can reduce that, then you are going to leave this world and go to Dar es Salaam in a very strong position. Now. This I already explained. If you're going to give too much respect to the world, then you are disrespecting yourself. The more respect you give to money, the less respect you will give to yourself. But the less respect you give money, the more respect you give yourself. Now. Now, I've, I've gathered for you these pieces of advice. Please follow them. That's the Nadim saying that, Abu Ishaq. Naam. 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 Follow this advice in your life. This humble advice I've given you through this abiyat. This is the best advice you will follow in your life. Naam. 
Uh, he says, forgive me, I've spoken too long, I've blamed you too much, but you have to forgive me because I could see you've also gone too far in disobeying Allah. So I decided to take my time in giving you this advice, but I realize I've, I've spoken too much, so forgive me. Naam. He says, do not look at me and my mistakes. I'm, I'm only a man. I make mistakes. I'm not, I'm not perfect myself, but don't look at that. Just take the advice that I'm giving you and make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri is, is a great man. He's a great mutawa. We used to pray through the night, used to read the Quran. But the ulama always say, I'm a sinner. So don't, don't imitate my sins. Don't think Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri was, was disobedient to Allah. He wasn't. He's a big scholar. He's a rajul salih. But then he says, don't look at my mistakes. Just look at my advice. Take this advice. It's important for your life. Naam. He says, I've, I've added six more abiyats to this. When I wrote this book, I had only 106 lines of poetry, but I added for you another six, and that should be enough, insha'Allah ta'ala. And by this, we come to the end of... Uh, the Matan of Abi Ishaq al-Ilbiri. Uh, we're going to choose another book for next week, insha'Allah ta'ala. I just hope that the advice that he gives here is going to benefit us in, in our lives. Uh, if there is a possibility, especially you, the students of ilm, these abiyat should be memorized because you need them in, in your life. Repeat them. The uh, uh, books are available. If you don't have the hard copy, you can always download them. Memorize this uh, abiyat. Remind yourself every time this is the best advice you ever get in your in your life. وآخر دعوانا بتوفيق ربنا أن الحمد لله الذي وحده على سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك ونشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين. عبد الحكيم very quickly. Dar es Salaam, the board, the abode of peace. <laughs> a place of peace. Dar is a home. As Salaam is peace. So Dar us Salaam is a place of peace. And that is paradise. Paradise is called Dar es Salaam. Wallahu yadru ila Dar es Salaam. Allah is calling you to Dar es Salaam, the place of peace, which is paradise. Now, Barakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam.